Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome, everybody, to today's exciting episode. Plenty in the Tank, simply, simply lovely. <laughs> now that one I know. I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard that in years. It's got to be. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, th- I think plenty of us are going to know that one. You, you, uh, mainly our male audience, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. That, God, that's brought up back some memories. That hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Terrifying and enjoyable memories. <laughs> yes, yeah, both. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it was quite disgusting at times. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not great. Re- really, didn't really need reminding about it, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's just move straight ahead, shall we? Yeah. And uh, today's topic, I hear you ask. Yeah, what are we doing today, pirate? Well, today is a a subject that we have been asked for several times Mm -hmm. and it is one that uh, I've already had on the list anyway Um, well I'll I'll tell the story of of, of why we haven't done it up to now as we go Okay, the story of John Teeter the world's worst time traveller (laughs) I think I've seen the film John Teeter, is there a film? uh yeah, John Teeter must die. I'm sure. No, that was John, that was John, John Teeter. That's John Tucker must die. John Tucker must die. <laughs> what a great film! <laughs> right. Well, John Teeter. Uh, let's 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 go back to about year two thousand. Oh, okay. Um, early days of the internet. Early days, the very early days of the internet. Um, and on a a internet forum, I'll say. Um, this person showed up under the username time traveller underscore zero hmm. claiming that he was from the year twenty thirty six. That's not too far away. Not too far in the future. He would all be already be alive now, today. Yeah. If this person exists. And he was sent uh in the military. The military developed time travel machine. 
built it into a 1966 Chevrolet Corvette and sent him back to 1975 to get some parts like the motherboard or something from an IBM 5100 computer and return it to 2036. I no, don't. I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> don't know if it actually goes into on, on these forums. On if you read about the story of John Teeter, if he if he tells you why, um, but that that was his mission. Okay, I'm with you so far. Yeah, yeah. As a kind of a, a personal side mission, he decided to stop off in the year 2000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, bearing in mind, I think he was born in 1998. Um, so he claimed and he wanted to uh, collect some fo- old photos that he hadn't got anymore and just you know it was a personal mission to like I guess maybe see his family or something like that so he was like two three years old at that uh, in that year yeah 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 yeah, yeah. alright fair enough uh, and, and while he was in the year 2000 from 2000 to 2001 he made s- multiple posts on this forum, uh, it was Art Bell point to point, point to point, uh, an American uh, website. Because Art yeah. Bell, I think, uh, was Sounds a guy familiar. that had a, a radio show. Okay, in America, right. massive radio show. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the first people to have one of these internet forums where people could come along and discuss things, and and like he'd ask people from the forums to come on the radio show and that like and tell their stories and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, uh, this what I'd like to say, he started off uh, posting his name as Time Traveller underscore zero and then changed his name to John Teeter, T-I-T-O-R, um, because of the restrictions of the website said you had to have like a, a username. Okay. And I, I've, I've got some notes here on my phone. It, it is in flight mode, so it's not going to um, <laughs> impact us too much. Uh, yeah, so here uh, an extract from Wikipedia. I'm going to start with Wikipedia. Right, John Tita and Time Traveller underscore zero are pseudonyms used on internet forums between 2000 and 2001 by an individual claiming to be an American military time traveller from the year 2036. Their posts discuss various aspects of time travel, describe future calamitous events including a global nuclear war, the uniform inaccuracy of their predictions and inconsistencies in their explanations has led many to view the story with scepticism. This is me. Right. right. Because when I first heard this story, I was like, it kind of breaks the rules of time travel. Mm. Like, how would you? How could the military send someone back that was so irresponsible that they would then go onto the internet of all places and go, I'm a time traveler from 2036. Look at all this stuff that's going to happen now. He he um, started predicting, um, like this civil war in America that was going to start in two thousand and five, and uh, erupt into like a, a literally a new world war three that would end in twenty fifteen. Oh right. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember that happening? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all ghosts. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is the thing, though. Um, because John Teeter explained that, obviously, him stopping here and telling us about these events would change his own timeline. Yeah? Yeah, it's like butterfly effect. Yeah. He, he's not going to get back to the exact timeline that he left from. 
yeah. which makes his claims unfalsifiable. You can't debunk it because all he's got to do is say, oh, different timeline. You know, so that's the argument. Mm, yeah, yeah. And a lot, a lot of people have gone down some serious rabbit holes on this. And like I said, we've had several requests. Uh, one guy who keeps coming up on our podcast, Clive Potter. Yep. He's a big believer in John Teeter. Okay. And uh, he actually recommended to me that we speak to this guy from America who calls himself Temporal Recon. Yes. Um, yeah. You remember I told you about him? He, yeah. He was uh, very mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wants to stay incognito. Wouldn't, you know. Uh, and I did send him an email asking him if he wanted to come on, on the show and, you know, you know, present his case, present what information he knows about John Teeter. Mm. And he said, no, I don't want to come on your show. Um, but, you know, it, it, if you want, you can ask me questions and I'll answer them and then you can relay that on your show between you and Josh however you want whether one of you asks the questions and one of you does the responses or, or what this sort of thing that'd be hard to work out though wouldn't it it'd be it, I think the listeners would probably get a bit bored well, of that to be honest it, it, I, I weren't up for it yeah because it would take months it's going to take ages me sending him question after question and mm. to be honest I didn't want to spend months getting emails from this guy. He kind of talked in riddles. Right, yeah, okay. You know? Mysterious again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't want to show his face. Didn't want to come on the podcast. And I was like, nah. Yeah, nah. don't worry about it. Yeah, so sorry, Clive. Um, that, that that was kind of my decision. I, I chose not to run with him. Um, but then, as I was going through my research... Um, because obviously, uh, in two thousand and one, John Teeter stopped posting. So he lasted like a year. Yeah, yeah, just 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 over a year, I think it was. He was actually posting on these forums, and then it, then it stopped. And then in two thousand three, someone mysteriously launched the John Teeter Foundation, where they'd gathered all of his posts uh, and collaborated it all, and started trying to filter through what John Teeter was saying. And um, then there was actually a book that was released about John Teeter and uh, sort of um, celebrating him, I guess, almost um, as though he was like another prophet or something. But he's not done anything. No. And everything that he has done, he's got wrong. All of his predictions were wrong. Has, has he got anything right? Not as far as I know. Wow. No. And um, he, he does describe how the time... Uh, machine works. Um, let me just find that. Is it going to be quantum physics again? It's uh, right. Okay, so this is going to melt my brain, isn't it? Is it, the earliest post detailing the comp components of the machine uh, said it housed two magnetic housing units for the dual micro singularities. Don't even get me started on these, right? An electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro-singularities. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... Ooh, my dual micro-singularity. You know, I have no idea how much that annoys no, me. No, you might as well be speaking Swahili to it me. basically saying he's got two black holes that power his time machine. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You know <laughs> what I mean? And the incredible amount of energy that it would create, that it would take to create just one black hole... But he's got two in his Chevrolet. He's got two, yeah, housed in some kind of magnetic unit in his Corvette. Corvette, that was it. Yeah. 
Right. An electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro-singularities. A cooling and X-ray venting system. Gravity sensors or variable gravity lock. Four main cesium clocks. And three main computer units. And like I said, that was in a 1966 Chevrolet Corvette. Later posts mentioned a 1987 truck with four-wheel drive. Although why you'd take a 1987 truck back to 1975 to get an IBM 5100 computer, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that would raise So you can see questions. there's a hell of a lot of inconsistencies here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It is supposed that the... This uh, book and uh, these posts, obviously, because a lot of people think this is a hoax. A lot of people think it's real. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Honestly, people go, go, go down a massive rabbit hole, literally end up, don't know which way to turn. Um, that was the, la the last email we got was like, please do, John Teeter, because I've been down a black hole on it, like a proper rabbit hole, and I've come out the other end, and I just still don't know what to believe. But I don't so, understand, right? How can how can you say I don't know what to believe? Because just my two cents on it. Everyone says that Matt Groening from The Simpsons is a time traveller. Yeah. Because he's got 90% <laughs> of his predictions and episodes right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's been around for just over a year and they've got everything wrong, I don't understand how you can look at that and, get, and think he's a prophet and, and go along with it. Because we're on a different timeline now. Ah, oh, no. All right, carry on. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, obviously, a lot of people feel obviously that it was just a hoax or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, some someone researched it and found that um, it was quite possibly the work of an, an entertainment lawyer and his brother. Uh, uh, the entertainment lawyer was Larry Haber. Mm -hmm. I think his brother was John Haber, I think. He was a computer scientist. Yeah. So um, they were the ones that were supposed to have created this hoax. But then, as I carried on my research, a name jumped out at me that I recognized. Mm -hmm. And you're going to recognize it too. Do you remember the Ong's Hat episode? How could I forget? I think we called it um, These Scientists Ripped a Hole in Reality from yeah, the Cabin in the Woods. With the egg and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, great story. I love like, that. Brilliant story. Brilliant creation. And it was made up by one Joseph Matheny. Oh, yeah. 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 He was the one that I, I I said, that's a great prank. And he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's my kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so he showed up as a consultant on this right at the bottom of the Wikipedia mm. where you go to like other external links or you know other mentions or whatever it comes up saying that he was a consultant possibly for Larry Haber and his brother he didn't actually create this story but he consulted on it yeah which you know it, it's but the Ong's Hat episode he said I created it or did I yeah so yeah he did Right, okay. So he's now involved with... So, yeah, apparently he is now, and it's documented even on Wikipedia, that he was involved being a consultant. It's not his story, it's not his case, but he was involved with it as sort of one of the people that came up with it. Okay. And since we've already done an episode on Joseph Matheny, and he seemed to like it because he shared it 
on his website. Yes. He yeah, actually yeah. shared our podcast on his own website, josephmathini.com. Go there and check it out yourself if you want to. Um, so I thought, you know, why not ask him? <laughs> right. So I, I went to josephmathini.com and there is a contact section where you fill out your details and ask him a question. So I, I said, you know, thanks for sharing our last podcast. I'm doing, now doing one on John Teeter and your name's come up as a consultant. Is this correct? Did You know, were you one of the first people that created it? And he said, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And I was like, all oh, right. So who was the rest of the crew? Is it, was it Larry Haber and his brother? And he went, no, nah, I don't know. Well, it wasn't. So he's being mysterious. So now he was being a bit mysterious. And I was like, okay, no, no problem. Well, you've given me, you know, some information there. That, 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 that's great. Thank you mm. very much. And I was going to leave it at that. And I thought, well, I'm just going to push it one more time. Um, so I sent him one more email going, thanks for all, you, all you've given me so far. But, that, I mean, the only problem is you're kind of baiting me there. You told me who it isn't, mm. but you're not telling me who it is. And then he kind of changed his mind. He was like, all right, go on then. Let's, let's actually talk about this. Uh, you know, can, can we make a call and I can, you know, actually speak to you? And, but, but at this point, it was nearly 12 o'clock at night here in the UK and he's obviously over in California. So mm. it would have been like four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. And I was like, not right now. I've got to get to bed, but can we set it up? So we did. And I, I've mm. had a chat with him. I've recorded it. Nice. Would you like to see it? Hell yeah. Yeah? Okay, so for you and everybody at home, this is what Joseph Matheny had to say. That should work. Good. Okay. So we're doing we're doing this as an interview now? Uh, well, no, I, I wanted to keep it casual, but um, yeah, uh, if, if you don't mind me uh, sharing it on on the podcast, uh, as sure, sure, sure. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to uh, to add to what I already told you, but I can tell from your response that you didn't really either believe me or understand what I was saying. So I just wanted to clarify what I said. Oh, because you, you're baiting me, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing anything. I just telling you what happened okay i'm not playing i'm not playing games i'm not trying to be mysterious this is like a 20 year old piece of bullshit that happened and i came out 10 years ago probably 10 years ago now just to let people know that some of the people i saw online taking this way too seriously because they were like john said this is going to happen in 2020 i'm like john was a fictional character you morons like can you not get that <laughs> And, you know, Mary Haber probably was the guy that picked it up, I think, probably. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't done a deep dive on this, so I don't know, no, no, for sure. But I, I, I don't I don't have any reason to not believe that, you know. But I know, I, know, I know that I had some friends. They started a project. They brought me in. We dumped it around 2001, I think, because after 9-11, all that kind of stuff got kind of creepy to be doing. And, and I had stopped doing Ong's hat and all of it, just like, ugh. And, um, yeah, and then I saw, like, a friend of mine, or a former friend of mine, um, fell down a conspiracy rabbit hole, and she started telling me all this stuff that was being said in the conspiracy community about John, and, and that people were taking his, you know, I guess they weren't, I guess they weren't prophecies, because he was saying, I saw this happen because I was in the future, 
And then people were like treating them like religiously, like prophecy or something. Like, we got to be ready for this because John said it's going to happen. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to have any part of this. So I went to my friends and I said, I want to come out and say that, you know, that this was that this was a project, that this was an art project. And they're all people that are like in the entertainment industry. They're professionals. And they're like, I don't want my name involved. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then I said what I said. And then I, I kind of wish I hadn't now because instantly I was attacked by mostly by people that were like considered themselves like debunkers of the John Peter thing. And so they said that I was a pathological liar because I had nothing to do with it. And I'm like, Larry Haber probably is the guy that you nailed. That's fine. But I'm saying that he wasn't the one that started it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, no, that's and fine. they just like, can, can I just, yeah. can, right, there, first of yeah, all, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize for using the term baited in my email. Um, because yeah. obviously, yeah, I presented you with the, the, the name Larry Haber that I've come up with from my research. And you yeah. said you, you didn't know. Fair enough. Um, and then yeah. I, I did push you to see who it was instead of that, that, that you'd started it with. Uh, that, that's the main reason for this call. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you if you if you're protecting identities, that, that's fine. I'm not going to push you for like information yeah. that you don't want to give. Well, these are these are people that have families, they have homes, they have you know like they, and and they saw what happened to me with Ong's hat when I came out and said some of you people really need to realize that this is a game, you know, and and it it went really bad for me. Like for years, I was like viciously viciously stuck. I didn't I didn't want to like hand that off to somebody else and be like, oh, I'm gonna throw you under the bus because you know, like all of this was done in innocence, right? Nobody was being nobody was working for the CIA. Nobody was nobody was laughing at everybody going, what ha 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 we're fooling them. It's like we're doing this art project. We didn't think anybody would actually believe it, you know? But they did. Like 10 years later I'm I'm watching I'm watching this online and I have a friend, like I said, I had a friend who, you know, when I first met her, she wasn't in the conspiracy rabbit hole, but over the years she fell down it. And then she started telling me like, you know, like she's telling me all this stuff about John Teeter. And I said, I almost said her name. Like I said, you know, you know that this, this is, this was a project, right? She's like, well, how do you know? I'm like, because I was involved. <laughs> I, I know because I was one of the people that wrote some of the stuff that was said. And she said, oh, um, and then like I did an interview with her and she still like didn't get it. She's like, oh, he's he's protecting the identity or like she, she had every kind of, you know, explanation except for like what I was saying was like factually correct and true. And then, and then I was being I was being literal and not trying to be metaphorical or, you know. Um, and so like, you know, I, I kind of sat back and I'm like, I can't I can't be a part of this happening. I can't let this happen. So anyway, I didn't mean to come off as like you know like making a run at you, but the last the last 2023 was a bad year for me where I had a lot of people running at me with bullshit, and so I just like eh I can't I just can't take it anymore. That's why I don't do interviews anymore. No, that, that's absolutely fine. And like I say, I, I'm recording this, but if you don't want me to air it, that's fine. Um, yeah, like I, I don't I don't I think I'm okay with it because I haven't said anything. That I wouldn't want to say publicly that I haven't already said publicly. Yeah, yeah, of but, course, yeah. Because like obviously, yeah. um, I, I covered the, your Ong's hat um, story uh, last year, and you, you yeah. kindly shared it on your website, and thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, 
and but again that was we found that with uh, our listeners they were quite polarized with that story some of them still believed it yeah yeah just from our telling of it and i'm fairly sure i made it quite clear that you know it, it was kind of made up no you did or i would i wouldn't have shared it on my website <laughs> I, I still yeah. left it open for people to believe what they want well i mean that 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 but see all you when, when you do that all you're doing is participating in the kayfabe right and and that's okay i'm okay with that if you if you like if somewhere along the line you make sure that like you're saying that there's this fictional story and this guy did it and then people started to believe it. And then if you want to end it with like, but maybe it's all true. I'm fine with that. You know, it's like, then you're just having fun with it the same way I was trying to have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But then obviously, but, but as you find out, there are people that like still demand on believing it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, like one of the reasons why I'm now covering the John Teeter, um, story yeah. is because we've got fans that have sort of want to hear our take on it that have yeah. gone down that rabbit hole have spoken to people who believe deeply that it was you know a real thing and uh, you know when i was researching it your name came up again and i was like well <laughs> last episode even though i probably should have sought your uh, you know approval uh, no 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 it's it's public it's it's, it's public. It's public. Your name's come up again. I'm going to ask you myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I understand, but like, but but let me let me. Here's the weird thing: is like the people that that reacted the strongest against the Ong's hat stuff were the people that believed it, and they were certain that I either was lying about it being, you know, a, a project, or, or. Or that I should be like chastised for ever ever having done it. Okay, fine. The, the people from the John Teeter thing that reacted the strongest to me were the people who were John Teeter debunkers who had built a case and that my story doesn't fit into their case, and so they got very vicious about it because they oh no I've already proved this wrong it's Larry Faber or Larry Haber or whatever the hell his name is that John Teeter f- him he's a pathological liar like you know and then and then they were giving out my and back then i had a public linkedin because i'm a business person i used to be and they gave out my public linkedin so i had people showing up on my linkedin page which is i keep my life separate like i have a professional life and i have an artistic life you know and so people were showing up on my linkedin like saying all kinds of crazy shit and it, it but it was not from people that believed in john teeter it was from people that said that they had debunked it and my story was bull- if you can get your head around that. Yeah, well, that's just small-minded attitudes, isn't it? So. Well, yeah. But, I mean, basically, they're being, I don't know, careerist kind of. Like, they're like, oh, I've already debunked that, and I'm I'm, I'm the one who knows everything. So, like, I, if I didn't say that, that Joe Matheny was involved, he's not involved. And so I'm like, okay, sure, you know better than me. You were there. I don't remember you being there, but, yeah, sure, you were there. On the wall. <laughs> So basically, uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to wrap this thing, wreck this thing up. And my buddies were big Art Bell fans, right? And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Art Bell, but uh, coast to coast back then, I, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, not really big over here, I think. Okay, in the '90s, it was huge. It was, it was really that, and the X Files were the thing in in the United States that were like UFO paranormal. Yeah, entertainment 
And um, and I and I admit that I listened to Art's stuff a lot because you know he was funny, and you could tell sometimes he totally didn't believe the people he was talking to, but he would he would humor them, you know. And so like you, you'd get to hear some really far out tales because he'd let them go, he just let them run, you know. And and this was a, a at that time the radio show was like twenty million people listening a night worldwide. It's a big show, you know. And so he had like you know Bob Lazar and. John Lear, like all all the nutcases, like that I love, because I've always been a fan of this like far fringe conspiracy wacko stuff. But I've never been a believer, but I've always been a fan of it, you know, because I come from the Discordian world. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's that's our entertainment. Um, so they said to me, they're like. Art's been spending a lot of time on the because he had a forum back then. He's like he's been a lot of time on the forum, asking time travelers to contact him. I'm like, really? I've noticed he he does that on the radio show too. He'd be like, line number four is open tonight for time travelers, and then people would call in and just let me like and be like, oh, I'm a time traveler. He was like some dude from Tennessee, <laughs> and he would and Art would indulge them and let them tell their story, and it, and I thought that was wonderful, you know. So they're like, we want to, we want to create a time traveler that can engage him, like really make him believe that we're, we're the time traveler. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. So I mean, I didn't run the project, but I did contribute a lot of uh, the, uh, the thinking and the belief systems around John. Like I kind of like did a profile of him, and I gave like the political, I gave a lot of the political stuff, and I gave a lot of the uh, uh, time travel theory stuff, and like I contributed a bunch of like talking points and then there was like two people basically that were talking as john online on the forums and uh, they faxed somebody did a fax one of them did a fax because i said because i've been on coast to coast and they're like how did you get on coast to coast i'm like i sent him a fax and he called me they're like oh okay is it that easy i'm like yeah so they faxed him and sure enough he started talking about that fax on, on coast to coast and i'm like you, you guys are in that's it you're golden you got it and so that turned into, um, you know, like mostly it happened on forums and it was mostly the Art, Art Bell's forums, the Coast to Coast forum. But actually, I think it was called Arts. It wasn't called Coast to Coast at that time, but they were. Um, the whole story played out as a character talking to Art and other people on the forums as a time traveler, which I thought was a fantastic piece of theater, you know, and that's how it was. That's how it was. It was conceived as such. We're all we're all like theater and film people that, that are in this group. So, um, I'd say around, I'm guessing, but I think it was like right after 9/11. I said I don't want to do this anymore, and they're like, "Yeah, well, it doesn't feel right to be doing this kind of stuff right now because you know the world's upside down." And and so we all stopped doing it, and then we started noticing that 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 John started to appear on the forums again, and we're like. Huh, is that you? No. Is that you? Nope. That's not me. Huh, interesting. Somebody picked up the thing and they're gonna run with it. Let him go. You know, so that and then we just kinda let it go. So John Peter got hijacked, basically. Um Well, we didn't think of it as such at that time we we're like, oh, somebody's gonna carry it on, you know. Cause it was kind of like it was never it was it was never conceived of as a commercial project. It was it was like we're gonna create this thing. We're going to create this myth on the internet, and then we're going to disappear. And then there'll always be this story that people will tell 
you know, remember that time travel on Art Bell's forum, you know, and, and I never thought it would go where it went. Well, I guess that's one of the problems with starting this sort of thing, isn't it? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That it can snowball out of control. And obviously, yeah, you were one of the guys that started it and obviously have left it to just grow as it as it will. Yeah, and I was totally fine with that anime. I'm like, that, that's that's what we kind of wanted. We wanted a, lo- a a legend to be born, right? A modern legend, and it did. It got born, and and so I was okay with like all like there were independent film people trying to make movies about John. Like all this stuff was happening, and I'm like, yeah, because none of it was like big Hollywood stuff ha- happening. It was all like independent. I'm like, I'm totally cool with independent people grabbing stuff off the internet and using it. I'm good with that. And and then all of a sudden, that book appeared that Larry wrote. And I'm going to say Larry wrote it. I don't know, but he was at least involved in the production of it. Him and his brother, I think. And and I, yeah, and I looked it up, and his brother, I think, is a, or Larry, I think, is an entertainment attorney in Florida, or was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his brother is something. And I saw them selling a book, and I read the book. And I'm like, you know, I'm not okay with this. I'm really not okay with this because they're kind of like taking advantage of the, and then at the same time that was happening, you know, my friend was feeding me all this information from the conspiracy underground that there there were people that legitimately believed this was like a real thing. And they were like way too far into it and treating it like a religion. And I'm like, you know, I'm not okay with any of this. So like I called up my buddies and I'm like, if you're not going to go public, I want your permission to go public. I'm going to say that I, I was part of it. I won't give your names out, but I, I somebody needs to go forward and say this is this was a project, this was a fiction, and that people that are basing their life on this and like, you know, getting land and like there, I heard about people that were buying land in places that were going to be, you know, um, spared the coming apocalypse, all based on what John had been saying, you know, and I was like, what? No, that we can't let this happen. So I at least have to say, put it out there. This is fiction, okay? If you choose to believe this, you're on your own. Well, that that's what we're, we're doing with this episode of our podcast, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. is uh, cool. you know trying to spread the truth and get to the bottom of it. Really? Well, I don't think we'll get to the. I don't think there's a bottom to get to, dude. Because I think we did what we did. I think other people did it afterwards. I think Larry probably was one of them, but not the only one. No, no it might be someone completely been, different now. There's been different people doing John online for a long time. And I can always tell when they're slightly different people because you can tell by the writing style. <laughs> yeah, I guess you would, yeah, if you've been following them that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that's what convinced me about 10 years ago, just, like, do a couple interviews and go 
kind of like, you know, live, like, here it is, people, believe it or not. And of course, you know, the, uh, the, the, the haters jumped on board really quickly. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm done talking about this. I said what I had to say. I, my conscience is clean. You guys go on and do whatever you're doing. And of course they did. <laughs> what I said didn't stop anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like the John thing, you know, has died down. And so that's why I don't talk about it publicly anymore. Cause like it, there aren't, I don't see people talking about it online in any other way other than this was obviously somebody doing a project and they want to find out who it is. Okay. If they, if they have nothing better to do with their lives, that's fine. They can do that. Personally, I think that ruins it when you, when you like try to puncture the mystery, because you're probably not going to figure it out anyway, but you're going to think you did. Yeah. Like we said before, the, the mystery's deeper than anybody can fathom by this point, isn't it? So. Well, dude, there's so many people that probably were involved in this that, I mean, you're never going to know who they all were and who did what. No. No. Right? It's like the stuff that I was saying to you just earlier about the the uh, the early days of like, you know, basically basically fucking with Art Bell is what it was <laughs> in a lot of ways. That I have to say, that's probably what it, what it boils down to. But if you look at all of it, like how many people were involved in, in like how many people were posing as John online. Because I, I know there's a couple times where people showed up on the Art Bell forum and said they were John, and I, I'd look at everybody else and they'd be like, wasn't me. Like, okay. So there was always groups of people playing this game. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it, it, was, it was kind of a, a success, really, for, for what you kind of envisioned. It's just uh, it kind of uh, got out of hand. It only got out of hand in the sense that there, in, in, there was, in the sense that there were people, that tried to capitalize it on it in a very cynical way. And then there were people that, um, that believed it, like just bought it wholesale. And that's unfortunate and really nothing I can do about that. But because, you know, I mean, dude, there are people that, that think that star Wars is actually something that Lucas channeled. I have talked to those people. Yeah. It's kind, kind of like to make a religion. Yeah, like, kind of like the religion of Star Wars, like you mentioned earlier. There's, there are people that yeah, are so yeah, into yeah. it that the, the literally Jedi is their religion. Yeah, literally. I mean, there's people that actually have it on their paperwork, like here in the United States. If, they, if they're if they in an accident and they go to the hospital, the religion is listed as Jedi. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so the doctor's going to be looking around. It's like, is there a Jedi in the hospital? <laughs> and there probably will be one. So, and you want donate I'm okay with all that as as long as as long as they keep it to themselves. I don't care what people believe; it's not my business, and it's all their business. Just don't shove it down my throat or anybody else's. That's that's when I have a problem with it. Yeah, same here. Really, same here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, religion—that that's religion for me. It's like what works for you works for you, and it doesn't have to work for everybody else. Exactly. We say the same thing all the time on the show. You do you. And yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to your show. I liked it. That's why I said I have no problem with what you guys did. It was perfect. Um, it was a good balance of like, this is what happened, what we think happened. And, you know, or maybe it's all real. You know, it's like, I love it. I do that all the time, dude. It's like, well, thank you for talking to me about it. And um, 
and well, sharing some of these facts um, for our listeners at least to, to absorb. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's in, in the big picture, we achieved what we set out to achieve: create a modern myth. Yeah, but that was but that was my goal with Ong Sat too, and I think I achieved that as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. But the fact that we have to step in and moderate it, we have to break the fourth wall and say, "You do understand that this is fiction." That's kind of pathetic. Yeah, but I, it kind of ruins it. The other thing is maybe yeah. you did maybe you did too good a job in the first place. You know that people take it so seriously. I don't know. Well, dude, did you see um, Princeton? There's a thing at the Princeton University website that says the fiction of Ong's Head is too good to not be true, or something like. Somebody wrote a whole dissertation about the fact that it was too good. I, I can believe it, yeah. I didn't, when you're writing fiction, I didn't know there is such a thing as being too believable. I thought that was the goal. Yeah. So, yeah, some would say that, that is the exact goal, yeah. To take you out of your life, take you out of your day-to-day, put you into this world, and let you absorb and experience that world for a given mo- amount of time. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, I, escape I from reality. Goal. But then when we got to wherever we are now, which, you know, which is what allows things like QAnon and David Icke <laughs> to exist and, and the fact that all these people will believe it and follow it, um, you have to, like, scratch your head and say, do I even want to write fiction anymore? Yeah, well, it's, it's a shame that, that the business has come to that. Yeah, I mean, it's an art as far as I'm concerned, but the... Um, yeah, well, art, yeah. yeah Your performance, yeah. yeah it's, it's a- I, I, I just have a thing about, like, referring to art as business because, you know... Anyway, um, I think... I think this is, a, in a lot of ways, it's a turning point for the arts. It really is. It's like, I think, I, think, I think a lot of people like me are going to bow out. I'm I'm working on a book. Like you're probably like this. I'm working on a book about the history of the Ong Sat project. I'm like, I'm telling the whole story from beginning to end, because so many people have approached me, because I've done a lot of interviews in the last ten years, and a lot of so many people have approached me with like these wacky ideas, and I'm like, where did you get that idea? You know, and they're like, well, it just seems to me that's what it is. And they're just telling it like it's fact, and I'm like, I just I just went through this thing last year, <clears throat> where I. I worked with these other writers on this project and I thought the, I thought these people understood that we were doing, we were going to do a piece of fiction that was like another uh, kind of a, a addendum chapter to the onset story. And I ended up getting into big arguments with these people because they had ideas about what I was doing with the project. And when I said that's not what I was doing, they argued with me about it. Right. No, that's what you that's totally what you were doing, man. I'm like, I just told you that's not what I was doing. No, that's what you were doing. I'm like, so you're calling me a liar? Like we had to get into these kind of conversations about my life and my the facts of my life and the facts of my art, because they had built up a whole belief system. And these weren't even conspiracy theorists. These were just like supposedly fellow artists that had like built up this whole belief system around what I had done. And, I, and they were like, well, we read stuff and such online that you did that. And I'm like, yeah, but 
I never said I did that. In fact, I'm telling you, I didn't do that. Oh, no, no. So-and-so said you did. I'm like, so-and-so wasn't part of the project. I'm telling you, I didn't do that. <laughs> That's not what my intention was. And so, like, I got into these, like, circular arguments with people about something I shouldn't have to argue about. Yeah, and it's it's no wonder that you got fed up of like like you say doing interviews and stuff because like people just aren't believing you when you you're the O OP, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and even people that are supposedly and probably and probably the worst. This is the thing the the people that were the worst at this were like professional journalists. Yeah. Like they they came into this with a, they they built a story up in their head and that's the story they were going to tell and the only reason I was there is to get sound bites. <laughs> I realized that after a while I'm like I'm not even here to tell the story I'm here to give you sound bites to tell a story you've already you've already written in your head. Yeah. And this is and this is supposed to be journalism. And that's it's uh -huh. it's clickbait is what it is. <laughs> they they got you on yeah. so. Yeah. You know, yeah, they got that clickbait. It, it, clickbait, and it and it's also careerism. Like you, know, like they're like, oh, I can, I see a, a good story I can tell with this. Get him in here so I can get the sound bites to tell that story. I didn't even realize when I started that there were people I had to be worried about, but there are. I do I know that now, but at the time in ninety nine two thousand, we didn't know. We didn't know there were people wandering around on this new thing called the internet that had to be spoon fed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here's your art. Oh, by the way, that's fiction. Here's your art. Oh, by the way, that's fiction. Like the way the way I the way I explained this to somebody once was like, if you had to read 20 pages in the beginning of Alice in Wonderland explaining to you why this was fiction, very unenjoyable for you to read Alice in Wonderland after that. It's like it would suck. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Of course, yeah. Well, th thanks for coming to talk to me. I'm going to shoot off because yeah. I've got to get some dinner. Um, but yeah, thank you very oh, much. Oh, yes, you the time of the time of the day for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, it's still morning for you, so yeah. I hope you have that. Uh, yeah, I'm after you, but yeah. No, yeah, morning. Jesus, still 10.44. So, um, yeah, soundbite me. <laughs> Go ahead and soundbite me. Um, I hope you guys, all the all the luck in the world with doing this, but I would I would say you probably want to look into the Larry Haber thing from what I can tell he at least tried to sell a book out of it so yeah no. that's fair enough yeah no oh yeah no oh there we go hello yeah I swapped headphones I think my bluetooth died while we were talking ah right okay probably ran out of charge yeah so I look in I look into Larry um I think he. I think he had something to do with it. And he at least sold the book. He did sell the book for a while, and we know that because he claimed. The other thing that kind of pissed me off is he claimed to be in touch with John's family. Right. Yeah. 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 He was writing it on behalf of the estate, and the money was going to the John Teeter estate. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right, well, for for me, the the whole John Teeter story kind of breaks the rules of time travel 101. Anyway. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the the name was even the dude. The name was even a joke. I'm sure you figured out where the name came from, right? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I, um, John Connor. John. Oh, 
Fair enough, yeah. Terminator, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. John Teeter, John Connor? John, yeah, yeah, John Teeter, yeah. Oh, fair play. Yeah, very clever. I'm here to kill you, John Teeter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that the fact that we're talking about this 20-plus years later is amazing to me. Yeah. As, yeah, it, 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 like you say, it, 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 it's a success. And it, um, just, uh, probably not the way that you hoped it would be. It is and it isn't. That's what I mean. It's bittersweet. It's like... It did everything in one sense that, that we wanted it to do, which is like become a legend, a modern legend. Can we create a modern legend? Because we were like, you know, this is how legends start anyway. It's like, you know, some dude like picks up a rock and he throws it and it skips five times on a river. And then a hundred years later, it skipped a million times and it, and it knocked a god off a pedestal. You know, that's how it, go that's how it works. Well, thank you, Joseph. Uh okay. Uh, I promise I won't mince your words. I, you know, I'm going to have to edit this a little bit because obviously 50 minutes now, nearly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I won't. I just want to make sure that you had the whole story from my side because it sounded to me like you hadn't heard it. And there's like two or three places where I gave this kind of interview that we just had before um, in print. And I think once or twice I did it in audio. Who knows if it's still around because it was like a long time ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't hate the whole story. I just wish it had been just left alone like it was supposed to be. I didn't I don't mind people talking about it in forums and stuff. It's just when people are trying to do weird things with it, that's when I get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it's totally understandable. Yeah, it's it's, it's, your, it's your creation, so you would feel like that, wouldn't you? So. Yeah, I just also I don't want to have any I don't want to be contributing to anything that's turning into something like QAnon turned into, which was you know a show over here. You have no idea how many friends I lost over that, dude. Like people that I never suspected fell down that hole. Yeah, well, it can happen. During the pandemic, people lost their fucking minds. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right, friend, you have a good one. Yeah, you too, uh, Joseph. Thank you very much for your time. Yep, wish you all the luck. Yeah, thank you, mate. I'll see you again. Bye. Okay, so um, that uh, was the interview with Joe Matheny. I was lucky to get that interview. Hell yeah, you I were. I was very lucky. Uh, obviously, he, he came in quite hot. He didn't like me using the word baited mm -hmm. in my email. I think that's what sort of got me that interview, that scored me that interview. So thank you so much, Joseph Matheny, for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, obviously, we've just watched the full version. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to edit that down for the full episode. So what you have listened to or watched on YouTube just now will be an edited version. I will put the full uncut, uncensored, because mm -hmm. he, he, he does drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> um, I'll put that onto our Patreon, but it will be a free-to-watch video. The only thing that you may have to do, I don't even know if you have to do that, is to create a free account to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on Patreon, there's obviously, uh, you, you can become a free member or you can become a paid member. I'm going to put this up for the free members so absolutely anybody can watch it. We're not, we're not censoring it in any way. Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to see that interview. Yeah, that was a great interview. Great it, interview. Because obviously... Joseph himself, whether this is in the in in the in the part that it ends up in the podcast, he said that people before 
have come to him where they've only they've already got an idea of what they're going to say they just mm. want him to provide that clickbait you know put his name to it mm. and he's just been soundbited They've, you know, ripped apart what he's actually said and just made it fit their narrative. Yeah. And I would, I want to be clear that I'm not doing that. No, no, no. You're I, just. I have found him because I feel that he is the closest I can get to the original creator. You know, yeah. him and his friends, they were the original creators of John Tita. Mm-hmm. And that was my, that was my goal. Right. If, if, if Larry Haber or whoever it is that has carried it on. That that's separate, really, yeah. to the original story, to the original intentions mm. of the whole John Tita thing. He actually ended it in two thousand one, didn't yes, he? So yeah. he was only a part of the original year and a bit of the the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, everything else was from two thousand three onwards when this John Tita Foundation um, came up, and like he said, quite possibly it was Larry Haber that published that book. Uh, you know, under this whole uh, John Tita Foundation organization, and mm. whether they managed to get that off the shelves or you know for, for whatever other reasons, but that that book is no longer available, mm-hmm. which I think is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So tell you what, look, Josh, why don't you have at it for a couple of minutes? What did you What did you take from that? First of all, I like him even more now. Yeah, I I already liked the guy. Um, because I feel like he's got a really good sense of humor, but I really connect with the uh, the message he was saying about he's just an artist. Yeah, he's an author. He's an artist. He. And that's the thing. Um, again, I referred to it at one point as a business, and he disagreed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, art can be a business, but this this was not for profit. No, no, no. They weren't doing this as a commercial project. It was just something that they thought, ah, oh, this would be. This would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. And I love that. I yeah. think that is amazing. And I think he said it as well. The fact that we're still talking about it 20 years later. Yeah. And, and nearly 24 years later. <laughs> yeah. He, it's a credit to him and the, the people that he had with him to create such a amazing story. That and it, convincing. And convincing. Even Apart on Apart from the double singularity. Either, well, which even... put me off right from the start, which is why I was always on... on you got the East, West, East Bank and the West mm. Bank, you know, the believers, the non-believers, and I was always one of the non-believers. I was like, nah, it's, it's a hoax. Mm. Like, but that was just because of my... Yeah, my... They, they did a really good job of the, like, uh, the, the science, sci-fi... Yeah, yeah. Uh, ...stuff... But for me, it wasn't quite believable enough, mm-hmm. which is why I was always on that. Right, I want to find the bottom of this. Yeah, and even with the uh, the Ong's hat story, it's just incredible storytelling from start to finish. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, so I I just really like the guy. I think he's awesome. And after seeing that interview that you you done with him, yeah, I, I've got nothing but great things to to think and say. Same about here, him. mate. Same here. Um, it was a very intense conversation at the time. I understand. Though. He came in hot because mm. you know he he just thought I was another schmo that was trying to have a, a run at him or whatever. Which uh, I was, understand. You know, I, yeah. I after I sort of explained to him that I'm on his side, mm. I want to tell his story. I, I think he warmed to me. Yeah, towards the end, he was he was laughing and joking. He yeah. was he was having a good time with you, uh, but I I do get why he it, it would it almost triggered him at, at the start, but. I get it, man. Like, if you've come out, and we said this with Ong's hat, 
if you're coming out and you're saying I've I've made these stories up yeah and I don't want other people to get hurt and have their lives ruined because you know similar things happen to him mm-hmm. and he's he's generally going in it with good intentions and with a good heart and then to still have people call him a liar and and say that it's it's so good it's it has to be real yeah. and, and stuff how many more times can you scream from the rooftops like i made this <laughs> out i was part of a team like this was a, a an artistic piece it was like theater you know it and he, he mentioned star wars so he's obviously a fan of movies and and that whole... i think yeah science fiction and that sort of thing yeah, yeah he, well he he does he was very big into his ARG, alternate reality games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's what these were. Ong's Hat and John Tita, they were an alternate reality game. They were just yeah. trying to, like he said, give birth to a legend. And it, it, it kind of shows you how it goes with other conspiracy theories, doesn't it? We mentioned it before, but there's certain conspiracy theories that you can give them all the evidence in the world and say, look, we've we've debunked it, we've disproved it, this this isn't <laughs> real. Going back to flat earthers yeah, again earth. now, aren't you? <laughs> but even even then when he meant he mentioned David Icke with like reptilians yeah. and stuff, that could be a similar thing where someone's just made the story up of reptilians and it, again it people have run with it and uh, there's firm believers in it. Yeah. But that people, won't hear any other theory other <laughs> yeah. than and it, it doesn't matter what you say. And in, in this case, it's it's different because you've got one of the sources telling you, "This is made up. Like this isn't yeah. this isn't real. Like don't buy it. Like you're getting too sucked in. You're you're going down that rabbit hole, and I'm scared for you. Get out of it." And he's still getting people yeah. saying, "No, no, this is real. This is so." I mean, yeah, that would trigger me. So to look, be honest, this week for one time only. I'm putting this to two different paranormality scales. Mm-hmm. Right. One, do you believe that John Teter is, <laughs> no. is a time traveller? No, no, not at all. You're giving that 0 out of 10. I'm giving it, a, yeah, complete zero. Zero yeah, out of 10. Yeah. Right. So how much do you like the story and the legend that has been created? This is this is going to be our main paranormality scale, eh? If we're chucking in how much we like Jason Matheny as well, it's going to yeah. be higher. Because I, I really do appreciate the, the art. And uh, just <laughs> the, it's actually really skillful. It is. It yeah. really is. Like it's it's talent. You know, it, yeah. it re- I, I can't explain it any other it's way. It's very clever. It's very smart. He's intelligent. Very guy. intellectual. Yeah, yeah. To be able to come up with all that. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm giving it a nine point seven, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I really am. Like that. Like you said, the actual story, the fact that there was no predictions that were right and everything, this, he has said it is made up. Yeah. That's a zero. But the, the legend that the has legend become John Teeter. 20 years later, what this has snowballed into. I well, mean, we've still got people asking us to cover this because yeah. they're not sure if it's real or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually feel bad for Joseph and, and the stuff that, the, some of the stuff that he went through. Yeah, um, like uh, that's not cool. People dragging his name through the mud and trying to get sound bites from him and stuff—not cool at all. But the actual snowball effect of what has happened over the last twenty, like you say, twenty-four years—it is impressive, and that is a credit to his storytelling. So therefore, Absolutely. I'm giving it a high score of nine point seven. Well, I'll join you on that nine point yeah. seven, to be honest. Yeah, so credit to him because I I really enjoyed. 
everything that I've covered with Joseph Matheny's work, mm. it, it, you know, his art, um, and, uh, getting to actually speak to the guy, you know, even though he didn't really want to to start with, um, I, I, I just, I, yeah, I think it's, it's a really amazing thing that he's created there. And even though it got a little bit out of control for him and he's had to sort of try and reel it in from various points where it's you know been taken on by people that didn't want to take it down the route that he wanted to take it he yeah. had to sort of reel it back in i mean credit to the guy mm. also for doing that can i just make a little point here as well it kind of shows you how with certain apps maybe whether it's tiktok or things like that you should always do a little bit more research or take things with a pinch of salt. Yeah. This, this is a prime example. Anything of you read online, you should take with a pinch of salt. Yes, but especially when it is a lot of people and the younger generation, not not everyone, but there is a, a big population of people that I, I, I am somewhat guilty of it, but I, I do my research, you know, like if I watch a TikTok video, and it's cryptids, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like look at this Bigfoot footage. I, I laugh and I go, well, straight away, I'm, I don't, I don't think that's, that's real, but yeah. let me do my research. So then I'll, I'll get yeah, on yeah, yeah. Google and I'll look into it a bit more and things like that, you know, same as other true crime stories, you know, something grabs your attention. I think it's always important to research it and look into it. Don't just watch that 30 second video or, get told something by someone and then just take it mm -hmm. as truth. And this is a prime example of that. It, that's it is, just yeah, what yeah. I wanted to add. So That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got for you on that. That is good. Uh, just just one other little note that I'd like to say about that uh, that, that interview is um, I didn't know if Joe was going to... Uh, Joseph, Joe, I'm not sure if he likes me called Joe. Um I wasn't sure if he was going to even allow me to put that on the podcast, mm. which is why I didn't set up a microphone or headphones or anything like that. So the editing, the, the, like the audio, particularly for me, um, is bad. I do apologise about that. I had to cut bits of me out just so that I could keep Joseph's full testimony. Mm -hmm. You know, there. As, you know, I, I, I won't cutting him out. No. You know, I'd rather cut me out. So that that's why that's a little bit. You know, not not quite up to our normal professional standards, but uh, no, I'm I'm very happy mm. with that episode, Clive. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, Clive! <laughs> I, I know you're a big believer, but you know, I, I kind of found the creator there. You could, there's no denying it. Um, yeah. So you know, with that apology, I'd just like to say, well, one 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 thing, obviously. <laughs> Anybody who does want to check out that entire interview, it will be uncut, un, uh, un, uncensored. Uh, it will be on Patreon, free to watch. I'm going to make sure it is free for you to watch. The only thing you might have to do is make an account. Please go and, go, go and I guess, join our Patreon. <laughs> to at least, you know, with a free, a free account uh, so you can watch that if you're interested because the, there's, there's a lot there that Joseph said. Mm, yeah, very wise. Um, but he, he, yeah, obviously he said that he he don't do interviews anymore. I was lucky to get that interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, and we appreciate that. I really appreciate it, hundred percent. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Joseph Matheny, mm. for that. And uh, until next week, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. 
This has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.